to show. What's up, everybody? It's Dante again. We have another episode of Ultimate Podcast. So thank you all for, you know, as usual, joining us. This week's guest is going to be um, a gentleman that I found on Instagram, as most of my guests, you know, find him on Instagram. Uh, but this gentleman has been actually running an Instagram account that I've found great uh, inspiration from and, and a lot of help from. And a few of my uh, friends on Instagram as well have spoken highly of this account. Um, the operator of the account, his name is Raj. And the account that I speak of, it's called Open Talk um, on Instagram. And I'll put the link up so that you all can um, follow along as well. But um, it'll be underscore Open Talk, all one word. And the account uh, deals with a lot of positivity, um, positive thinking, and uh, mental health. So, um, you know, wanted to have Raj on and, you know, just talk to him about, uh, talk about it, basically. So, uh, Raj, thank you for joining me. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. It feels surreal. <laughs> Never thought I'd be doing a podcast in my life. <laughs> All right, well, here we are. My podcast is... is it, no no need for nerves super casual like we're just here to have a good time and converse most of the time i'm drinking honestly whether it be a glass of wine or a gatorade or something um and, and you know thank you for doing this at such a late hour on your side um here um in the u.s on the east coast it's like eight like going on nine o'clock right now so for you it's yeah. coming up on two AM? Yeah, it's nearly two here, but I'm still wide awake. I've had a coffee as well, so I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> That's bonkers. I'd be terrified to have a coffee. I'm I'm, I'm afraid to have a coffee after noon, let alone uh, at night. Because if I drink coffee at, after 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. at work, I'm up until 2 a.m. Easy. So, <laughs> with your Instagram account, um, so what's the story behind it? Like, what got you started with it? Okay, so at first, I remember back in like September last year, since lockdown was a big thing, and then the second lockdown was announced, I remember watching the news and there was like talks of like students' mental health deteriorating in the UK, because a lot of uni students at the time were stuck at like uni and they weren't allowed to go back home due to the COVID lockdown. And I saw some of the students speak and in my head it was like, some of these students don't really have like anyone to reach out to and they were struggling and then around November time I thought about it again and I wanted to make this like website at first where people could like like reach out or like are aware of like where they can get help from so like the different helplines so I had like this rough idea back in November but I would didn't have anything set in stone like I didn't know where to start didn't have like a name for it or anything and then beginning of this year I went through like something hard like a low point in my life which I think a lot of people can relate to which is a bad breakup so I went through a bad breakup and then the first person I went to during that uh, period were both my sisters and they really helped me out a lot 
and they made me understand how important it is to open up especially because the lockdown during that time it was like a month into lockdown i think the second lockdown in the uk and it made me realize how important it is to open up to people close to you and talk to you because they really helped me out a lot and i appreciate that the talking to them made me felt a lot better and then literally the next day after like i went through like this like breakdown after a bad breakup i was like okay you know what i'm gonna start focusing on myself more i was i started getting more into exercising like i started doing runs i'm not that fit at all and i set myself this target of doing 5k every day I've, at first i was like oh this is going to be a struggle but the more i did it the more it made me feel better the more i wanted to do it more and then i wanted to start doing a bit of boxing as well i know you're a brazilian jiu-jitsu guy so that's something to talk about i guess but yeah uh, when that's actually an important thing though too i know it's tough when yeah man. You know, when, when things feel like they're crumbling, things feel like they're just not in the right place and mm-hmm. you end up in the spot where the motivation just isn't there. So for you to actually get up and get going, you know, that's huge. And, you know, that's not the, you know, knock down anyone who's struggling to, you know, get themselves motivated to get up and go. You know, it's it's very tough. It's very difficult. So, um. You know, my hat's off to you for that because, you know, I've been through, you know, a low point here and there and COVID has definitely done a number on a lot of us. Um, So many, the stats are insane. Like I've shared it on my page before as well. And like the amount of people that are isolating themselves, it's coming out saying they feel depressed, being diagnosed with mental disorders, it's been crazy, man. Um, Yeah, I just like... The whole idea of this page was to make people aware that not to suffer in silence, which is like my main motto. So after like getting to exercising a bit, I um so I'm in the second year of my uni at the moment. I go to university, I do psychology, which I'll get into more reason why I do psychology in a bit. But um so I came back to my uni house, which is with my flatmates, so six of us all together. They support me a lot as well, help me out. And I have a cousin who lives nearby and he helped me out as well. They motivated me. And when I was here, I was like, okay, I'm going to start on this website. I got, I reached out to one of my friends from back home and he helped me, like, told me where to, like, start this website, helped me make a logo. And then I did this website in a day, literally, I quickly did it. I was like, yes, I'm very happy with this. And then... I remember I went back to my sister, showed it to my sister. They were really happy with it. And then I just wanted to start it as soon as I could. And then I started it. And then I had insane amount of support from the beginning. People were sharing it about. People were following it. And then starting from there, I think that's how I met you. I met you. I think you followed me through one of my closest mates, dad, because he shouted me out. His name is Mike. Big shout out to him because he's helped me out a lot as well. But yeah, and another big reason why like I'm into psychology and mental health is because growing up, mental health has been like a thing around me. So for example, like my mum, she has bipolar disorder. I'm not sure which type, I completely forgot, but she's got the bipolar. Had an uncle growing up who committed suicide when I was young. So that's like another big point in my life. 
I, obviously I was very young, so I didn't know much at the time, but growing up, I understood it more and see how it related with mental health more. And the biggest thing for me that made me want to do psychology and made me make this page is, um, so on my page, I shared a story of someone's experience with paranoid schizophrenia. If people want, if they obviously go on my page, they can see it. That story is actually my brother's story, which I didn't obviously put out. But um, yeah, that's another big thing because I remember at the time he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, I was 13. And then since the age, between the age, so I'm 19 now, so between 13 and 17, I've seen him relapsed again and again. And I was very close to him as well. And I know him better than most people anyways. And I know what the type of person he was before he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And I saw him, how it changed him. And one big thing he didn't do was open up about his problems, open up about his thoughts. And that's something I learned from him. And yeah, so that was like a big, big change in my life. And then there's this incident in 2019, which was probably like the darkest period of my life. So I'm coming towards like, towards the end of my A-level exams. So in the UK, I'm not sure what the American equivalent to that is, but I was 17 at the time, I had a job and I remember the night vividly, like, um, so during this period, my brother was a bit off. Like I could tell, like, maybe he was relaxing, but I wasn't too sure because he didn't open up at all to any of us about how he felt. And then I remember one night, like, it was like four in the morning and I was woken up to find out that he wasn't at home. And then I remember I went out looking for him and it turned out, like, he went to his mate's house and the incident has happened but like I didn't know at the time and I had to go to the police station. They were asking me a load of questions. I was still confused. And this friend house that he went to is someone that I was close to growing up as well. He was a big part of my childhood because he used to live with us before. And he was also like a brother. We had like a brother type relationship as well. And I remember I had to sit in a police station for like five hours and they were just asking me a load of questions about my brother and relationship between him and his friend. And I was like, yeah, they were really close. They occasionally see each other now, but I didn't know. And then before they left me, all the, before I left the police station, sorry, all I remember them telling me was that, um, yeah, um, so that his friend sustained a head injury there was like a little like scuffle like a little fight and obviously i was worried thinking damn like must my brother must have relapsed must have had these crazy thoughts if you read if you have a look on the page he get delusional thoughts about like uh like religious mainly to do with religion like delusional thoughts which is scary which is something i've seen him experience as well and with paranoid schizophrenia, like the thoughts and hallucinations you get, you, like my brother couldn't control them, it completely took over them. Him, it made him start suspecting other people. And um, so I remember I went back home, I was stressed out. And then like a few hours later, police came to my house and told me that his friend died. His friend was killed by my brother. And I remember like at that moment, I fell into a dark place. And I just didn't want to speak to anyone. I only spoke to my one of my sisters about stuff. 
And I had to live with like this guilt thinking like I could have saved him, I could have not for a long period of time. And during that time, I didn't talk to anyone about anything. I even quit my job because it just, where I worked at the time, it was a shop called Tesco's. There was just full of old people and I couldn't like speak to them. I couldn't like relate to them. And it was just me working by myself. I had these dark thoughts, didn't know what to do. So yeah, so that was like a low point of my life. And then I remember I had my exams as well. So these exams are important important for me to get into university. I couldn't revise them properly, but somehow I managed to pass, get into university. And that was like a big changing point for like my mental health, especially at the time. Like it made me, put me in a better place. And university changed me a lot. And then that feeling of guilt, I used it to motivate me to do work, do better, and then, yeah, that was probably the biggest reason why I started Open Talk because I learned from my brother. I learned from people around me, you have to open up. And the name Open Talk just came to me because when I speak to my friends, I tell them, you've got to open up. You've got to openly talk about your problems to get over them. And yeah, so yeah, that was like another big motivator for me. And now I'm just working to make like people like around me proud. I want to make, obviously, my first friend who unfortunately passed away proud. And yeah. Sure. That's like a big part of my life. I mean, that's absolutely huge. And mm-hmm. just speaking from, you know, this side of the, you know, the screen, again, you're, you're a big help. You know, your, mm-hmm. you know, your, your daily post, you know, when I see them come up, you know, it's like, there are things that, you know, I seem like, you know, I didn't think of it that way, or, you know, I'll see something that's like, I wish more people knew this, you know, and mm-hmm. especially, you know, enjoy sharing those things that, I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, of the reach that I have or, you know, who, who's going to see it, but, you know, all it takes is one or two and, you know, yeah. that, that can spread like wildfire. I, I, I agree, you know, opening up and talking, it's important. I, you know, I, I actually just took part in a human library over this past weekend, which um, mm-hmm. I think is part of, you know, what's going on with my just being tired, just nervous about that. And, you know, couldn't sleep the yeah. night before, even though I've done it before, but it's always nervous because you're, you're speaking to complete strangers and, and, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, you got to tell your story and the name of my uh-huh. book that people were coming in to talk to me as, as the living book was called fighting depression by fighting, uh, you know, explain how jujitsu has helped me with depression and, and, and kind of mm-hmm. dealing with it. And one of the readers, uh, she and I were talking and she, I'm for those who don't know, I'm black. Um, and she was black as well. And that's one of the things that came up for us is that in the black community, Talking about mental health is one of those things that it's not there. We don't do it. And it's something that needs to change. And it's not just, not really just the black community. It's a lot of communities. A lot of us don't talk about it. And you're right. There's this huge stigma around mental health, like in different ways, like racial ways, like certain disorders, they have huge stigmas around. And it's something that needs to be like overcome and people need to start bringing awareness to it more. Absolutely. It, and it's not just, it's not just that it's, it's the awareness, but acceptance, 
You know, mm-hmm. it's like on one of your posts, I'm actually was kind of prepping to reshare it. Um, but it's talking about, you know, people with depression and, you know, don't judge them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, we don't know what anyone's going through. We don't know what someone went through yesterday. We don't know what they went through in their childhood. We don't know what they went through yeah. this morning. Um, and, and it's tough because I know even we're fighting our own battles. So, you know, if you encounter somebody at the store and, you know, they're yelling at a clerk and it's mm-hmm. like, well, why are they yelling at that clerk? You know, relax. You, you don't know what that clerk has been through, but we also don't know what that lady's been through as well. But not exactly. assuming that it's just a lady that yells at clerks. I mean, I get yelled at by a lot of ladies at work. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's like er- everyone's got a battle that they're fighting. So I, I think we all need to do better at taking care of each other and just looking out. And exactly. these days it is kind of weird because yeah, especially in our modern society because social yeah. media i think i feel like a big thing now is mental health and social media there's a lot of people out there who are like hating on people for no reason but they don't think about what the words will, what what they what the words will do to people exactly. like words can hurt like i'm a big uh, football fan uh, in the uk and a big thing that's been going around is racism in football and there's people like sitting behind their screens being racist towards black players but how long is that going to go for and when is the action going to be taken because one day there might be a footballer who might be hurt by it deeply and they could end up taking their own lives and it will be too late before they could take serious action about it and I feel like racism is a racism in football and like in other sports and in social media needs to be taken seriously and action needs to be taken because it has big effect on people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a funny thing too with athletes, professional athletes, um, especially mm-hmm. is that, you, you know, you have people like your common folk that watch the games and they say these horrible things. And it's almost like it's said as if we expect them not to have feelings and not to be, because it's like, oh, well, you're rich. Okay, I can talk about you, make fun of you. That's fine. You're rich. Go home and be rich. But no, it's not that. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, they like that old statement, money can't buy you happyness. Yeah, it could take care of your bills and, you know, buy you security and, you know, and and comfort. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy, you know, if, if you've got other stuff going on, money's not fixing those other issues. You can have all the money in the world, but if you are going through a chemical imbalance, money means nothing to that. So happiness, happiness is like one of the biggest gifts you can have in life. Like right now I can happily say I'm the happiest I've ever been in every way possible. And my page is a big reason to that. The people around me, it's a big reason to that. My family, my loved ones, my friends, all of those people. So with social media, we, mm-hmm. we have this weird thing where, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're many years younger than me. Um, yes, I'm 19. Yeah. 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 I feel like we're, we're talking about, hey, I'm, I, I could be your dad, dude. Sheesh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, old, old, I'm like 43, yeah. but still, um, but it, it's 
weird because growing up, growing up, when I say growing up, I'm talking about like maybe the mid 2000s where mm-hmm. social media really started kind of kicking off um, MySpace, Friendster, things like that. Yeah, I know I spent a lot of time on social media. I'm a very shy person. I'm very reserved. But behind this screen, I'm more outgoing. I'm, yeah. I, I feel comfort. I feel safe. And for a long time, you know, that was kind of a thing for me. It was just that was my place to be. I felt happy. Yeah. Um, not obtaining, you know, friends. I wasn't happy about like, oh, I want the most friends on social media. No, um, it was more like if, you know, I got a couple friends on there and I can make some kind of impact, whether it makes them laugh or, you know, we, you know, we, we open up and have a heart to heart. That was always a, a rewarding thing and uh, it helped me personally. But then we got to this point in the, I want to say like t- 2011, 2012 in that window where there was a lot of backlash from people who spent a lot of time on social media. And then, you know, there are all these name call-ins happening, you know, now let's fast forward to, you know, the last three years or so uh, with social media mm-hmm. it's kind of made like a bounce back now where people are more open to having friendships over social media. Mo- most of my friends are through Instagram. Most of the friends, you know, I have real life friends for sure. But um, a lot of the people that I open up to and, you know, I really take to as close to close to me has, has come from Instagram. And I think it's important, in you know, knowing you have some sort of a tribe, I guess, a group, family. And, you know, there was a point where you you looked at funny for having a following and you looked at funny for wanting to do something that you're doing and have an open talk mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, you know, get people inspired and, you know, have them understand. Now, yeah, you know, now it's like it's almost like it's almost like a thing now where you do it now and it's kind of like it's inspiring, but there's also that thing to it where it's like, let's see how far this magic can go. Whereas a few years ago, it was just like, Oh, it'll, it'll be dead in a couple of weeks. But dude, I'm telling you, you know, the stuff that you post, it's good. Um, it, it, I just can't say it enough. Like you're, you're inspiring and I can't thank you enough. So, that's that's I really do appreciate that. Like, no, I, no. like I said, at the end, end of the day, I'm just a uni student who's 19. I'm not an actual professional. Hopefully, my end goal is to be a professional so I can do this thing for seriously. But the biggest thing I preach, especially to the people who reach out to me, is reach out to a professional because they can relate, they can help you like open up more, like extra bit. And most professionals they are very I said they've experienced things themselves like myself I want to be professional and and that's the main reason why I've gone psychology is because I've experienced things I would say most people haven't experienced and I think a key thing of being a professional mental health like clinical psychologist or even a therapist is to you've been through something unique that's changed your mind and that can help you relate with other people are going through things like I said I've been 
I've been through bereavement. Not a lot of people can relate to that. I've been through a breakup. A lot of people can relate to that. Like I remember one of like the first people that reached out to me when I started this. They went through a bad breakup, and um, from through that breakup, they said how they were smoking weed to try and help them like escape it. They've just been sitting in their room, and I told them like, listen, like you want to make smoking weed isn't gonna help you make you feel better and I what I told that person was the story of my brother and it like changed their mindset instantly and they were like okay I don't want to get to that point in life where because one thing about my brother is if you like I said on he said it himself like he was taking a lot of drugs during uni time which like made these thoughts happen into his head and he overthought his um, past relationship so drugs is like definitely it's a no-go for me and then and then I told him like talk to your family that talking to your family is probably the biggest thing that can help you because they are they've been with you since you you're young they know what you want they know how you're like they know you better than you think you do like a lot of people be like oh yeah my family doesn't care about how I feel or they might have like a little problem with a parent and they'd be like yeah they don't really care about me but really and truly deep down they do 100% they do and so I tell them, open up to them and trust me, you'll feel better. And I remember this person, they told their parents about it and their parents were very supportive and said, we're going to be here by you. And that person instantly changed. They said they started playing football, they were going on walks, they slowly started quitting smoking weed. They were focusing on their job and they made them feel better. And they were saying how reaching out, they never realised how opening up can help someone so much. And I feel like, everyone needs to know about opening up I think that's something that sometimes our society I don't want to say our society our world at times gets kind of weird about where when you open up I think it's important to open up as we we've you know kind of discussed that and made it clear I think our world also feels like, well, you know, we don't need to always hear about this or don't bring me down. And yeah. it's like, that's toxic to, to Too many treat. people judge you. This is like worrying yeah. feeling of people judging you, opening up, like they're going to give you negative feedback mm -hmm. and stuff like that, opening up, which there shouldn't be in the first place, to be honest. Well, I think if you're around the right people, you know, you... 100%. You should definitely, you know, not, I, I would hope you wouldn't have the negative feedback. Um, but, you know, again, thinking about the black community and mental health and it's, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of my friends, you know, they're very open. They're very open about what's going on with them and what they're going through, you know, but, you know, there was a stigma where you say something and, you know, you're looked at as weak or, you know, it, it's just like, you know, you can get over it easy, you know, do this. And I don't, you know, I don't know. When, whenever there was a, a friend of mine, you know, I want to say like 2004, 2005, he and his girlfriend had a, you know, a, a bad breakup. And, you know, he oftentimes, you know, talked about hurting himself and, you know, I, I, you know, I was always awake at odd hours in the night anyway, but now 
because he, he was a night owl like myself. I was always, you know, trying to check in on him. And, you know, yeah. we had a, we have friends that were kind of like, you know, you know, don't, don't, um, worry yourself with it. You know, don't, you know, get yourself buried too deep in it because, you know, he's just crying for attention. I hate that. I hate hearing that. Um, mm. I'd rather give you that attention than not because yeah, somewhere that that is important on some level, whether, whether you're just crying for help, you, you need someone to hear you or you know, maybe you, like, you need the attention. You want the attention on some level. It's important. And Definitely. I don't know where that comes from with people kind of shooting it down. You know, I still have friends to this day that, you know, you wonder, you know, I, I try to stay in, you know, constant contact with my friends as best I can. Um, yeah. And especially the ones that I know. And I, I go through dark, dark moments uh, myself. I just, mm -hmm. I'm coming off of a weekend of exhaustion. I think it's just really that. And I've been kind of in a downward spiral, um, you know, and I, I couldn't say what brought me out of it. I don't know. I, I feel much, yeah. much better today. Um, I, I think like even when we were, we were set to um, sit down yesterday, you know, I, I wasn't feeling great, but I wanted to do it. And when you sent me the message, it was kind of like, oh, like this couldn't have come at a better time. It's not that I didn't <laughs> want to talk with you, but it was like, like trying to like, you know, motivate myself in a way of you know being positive and talking with you yeah, it was going to be a challenge but you know it probably would have been the best time <laughs> it probably <laughs> would have been the right moment like hey man so i'm in a you know i'm, I'm kind of in a funk right now some stuff's going on um it probably would have would have been the perfect timing but you know either way i'm glad you know we were able to manage to you know get this time to talk yeah. um but you know it's always important to at least for me, when I hear a friend say anything, I take it serious because you just don't know. And not even just not knowing, it's just like, yeah, you don't know what they're going through. You don't want to make them feel like you can't, you know, you, you don't want them to feel like they can't come to you if they need you. So it's very important. Yeah, this it, it's important. Very yeah, it's definitely important to cherish those friends, especially those who are at, with you at your lowest, because those are the people who you want to make sure is with you when you're at your highest. And you've got to appreciate those type of friends, like 100. percent Like I said, I live in a uh, with a in a student house with six of my housemates. I have a few other friends. I have cousins as well who's helped me through, and I'm happy to have those people. I'd say I definitely like. As growing up, uh, my friendship circle has gone become very smaller, and and to be honest, it, it became smaller for the better because those are the people who have stuck by me, and who have really helped me out. And there's what this one person as well recently who has been helping me a lot, supporting me a lot, motivating me a lot, and literally they're one of the probably the biggest reasons why I'm happy right now. And to my sisters as well, my family, they're supporting me like crazy. And, it's important to have those people around you and to be for those people as well. Make sure you're supporting them. That's good. It's always good to especially know you have your family supporting you. Yeah. yeah. 
my grandfather, my grandparents, they adopted me and growing up, you know, my grandfather was a psychologist, my grandmother was a social worker. And I'm I'm glad I ended up with them when I did. I was, you know, I think I was 12, 13. Um, so it was during that time where, you know, you're just going through a lot as a teenager, adolescent, you know, all those fancy yeah. words that they like to use. Um, and my grandparents, they got it. They understood it. They never pressured me as a teenager into, you know, just, you know, they never tried to make me feel like I had to be perfect. They never made me feel like, you know, they, they never made me doubt myself or question myself. And I think that's important with family and friends as well is, you know, like, like with you doing the website, you know, you yeah. have support there versus, you know, there are people, there are times, you know, with friendships where you're growing up and you say, you know, I want to try to do this. And I know there's always this saying, it's like, don't tell people your plans, just do them. And, you know, yeah, but sometimes you're excited. <laughs> you want to share those ideals. You want to share, you know, those thoughts and, and, and hopes and dreams with people that you trust that's not, you know, not going to run off with your ideal. But, you know, mm-hmm. but almost as damaging as someone stealing your ideal is someone knocking down your ideal. You know, th- there's a point where, you know, I, I had, you know, just all these bizarre aspirations and goals growing up, none of which came to fruition. Uh, it's because the cl- people closest to me, is, as far as friends and cousins and stuff, you know, I, I felt a lot of doubt around them. So then I began to doubt myself. And it wasn't until I got much older, like into my 30s, where for me, at least for this part of it, I was just like, you know what? They don't you know, they don't think I can do it. All right. Well, I don't need those cats in my corner. I will do it myself. Exactly. And almost to detriment now, because now I do stuff where I have friends that want to help. And I'm just like, no, 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 I'll just, I'll do it myself. Don't worry about it. Like even my own wife, you know, when I'm doing stuff, she wants to help. It's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Cause it's like, I'm so used to people knocking it down and, 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 you know, kicking, you know, sand in my face and then telling me, you know, that's not going to work. And it's now at a point where it's just like, no, nah, I'll do it myself. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But I, I no, think we need more people supporting each other and just propping us up, propping each other up because Definitely. it's important. Because if you don't have it, then, you know, we go from, you know, you know, misunderstanding to something else. And yeah. nobody wants to go to something else. Definitely. Like you said, those people who tell you, oh, that's not going to work. Those are the doubters that you need to work to prove wrong. I know I've had a lot of people who doubted me back in the day. I know a lot of people who probably thought, oh, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not this type of person. I'm not that type of person. And it just motivates you to to become stronger, really. Like, you've got to use that stuff to motivate you. Don't let it get to you. Use it to show them what you are made of and who you are today. And yeah they will come to you be like, oh, well done, this and that. And that's when you can just smile in their face and be like, yeah, I can do it. And honestly, for some of the things that, you know, I've, like many things, like the small things that I've accomplished, 
Um, I don't even look at the detractors anymore. I don't even give them give them the time of day. It's like exactly. I, I know for me, social media is a weird thing because my personal Facebook, it's a it's a shit show. I just post the goofiest memes and the silliest things. I don't really post mm-hmm. a lot of personal stuff on it. And the thing is, <clears throat> as as private as I am, I'm actually very open. Like if you ask me a question, mm-hmm. I'm always going to give you the, the the answer. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll post some personal stuff. You know, I'll I'll share with you what what's needed to be shared. But a lot of the posts I put up are just goofy posts, it's goofy memes. Yeah. But you know, once in a while, I'll share a, an achievement in jujitsu. You know, I was you 100%. know getting promoted to blue belt was you know a big moment for me because. I didn't think I was gonna continue on with jujitsu at one point. So, mm. you know, getting getting you know my legs back under me and really working to get to the next level was a big mm. thing. You know, I posted my promotion like kind of quietly. I just put a picture of the belt mm. and just wrote a little blurb. Um, and you know, people you know came through and said nice things. And some of the people that said nice things were also people who were people I grew up with that doubted me. And, you know, it was always like, you know, you're not, you know, they didn't do it in like a rude, nasty way. But it was just kind of that that yeah. jabbing way where growing up, you you think of it as, oh, we're just joking. We're just playing. But it, it still, you know, it had an effect. It still touches, yeah. touches. Mm-hmm. So I, I think when we run into those kind of individuals it's like keep them at you know keep them at a distant distance but you know at the yeah. same time don't even pay them any mind it's like don't even give them the time of day exactly. like yeah i'm doing better and <laughs> let them know it's like nah keep doing better and they'll notice well. what's that yeah, that's a great thing i said that's a great feeling as well when those type of people come back to you just Mm-hmm. saying oh well done this and that that's just a great feeling but like you were saying earlier about your page i remember when you first started following me i was like wow i didn't expect you to be so open as well when we spoke which was crazy and like you said you post like goofy things i remember when you were posting about the um ben Askren j paul fight <laughs> it was just kind of funny as well but yeah god wow. appreciate that stuff I always think of social media as, you know, and not just an outlet, but it's also um, like a megaphone. You know, it's like, mm. you know, you can reach plenty of people, whether it be negative yeah. or positive, hopefully more positive. But, you know, you see a lot of negative going through social media, unfortunately. But for the most part, it's like, you know, when you get a positive message floating out there, um, you know, especially with, a, with with the page like yours, that's huge. And, you know, there's so many others that, you know, I, I associate with on um, Instagram specifically that I know mm-hmm. they they have such an impact on people. Uh, you know, accounts like student of BJJ, Jits Bitch, mm-hmm. uh, BJJ Mama, you know, th- these accounts are just super inspirational, super helpful. Um, you know, and they, I, I feel like at least for me, they do a lot for me it is just a person going and seeing their, their posts and, you know, just seeing what they do for others as well, especially Jit Spit. She, she really promotes a lot of good stuff. Um, 
for a lot of female grapplers, especially. So I just can't say enough good things about her as well. Um, but, um, with where you are in school right now, like, so how does it work over in the UK as far as schooling works and, um, how long everything takes? Um, so obviously you have primary school, then you have secondary school. And then, uh, when you finish your GCSEs, which is the end of your secondary school, I'm still don't know what the American equivalent is. I want to say high school maybe, but I'm not sure. Uh, you then have your A levels, is which is two years, and that's where you have three subjects, specific subjects. So I did psychology, biology, chemistry, and that's where you do your exams to get into university. And right now, I'm in my second year of university, which is going to finish very soon, and I'll be going into my third year, and hopefully I'll graduate, graduate with my um psychology degree and then do my master's as well but yeah so right now second year of psycho uh, second year of psychology at the moment and i'm hoping i can get through these exams i've had two exams left and i know a lot of people can relate to the stress of doing exams <laughs> but yeah let's yeah. see how it goes um well i'm optimistic for you i, I, I think it'll i think it'll go well just talking to you, you sound like you know an individual that, you know, you have a plan, you have your head on your shoulders, you know, you're not out fucking around and, you know, just, you know, it's like, like when, when I was your age, geez, Louise, when I was your age, I, I'm not sure how I made it to this age. Um, I was probably one of the worst people at 19. I think my years from 19. Okay. My years from 16 through, I want to say 24 were just the most reckless eight years of life for, and, and honestly, I know people that are far worse. That's what's scary because yeah. I was doing dumb stuff and somehow Forrest gumping my way through the day and, and surviving. Um, so you at your age, you know, good for you, buddy. Cause it, is, man. I, I always think about that. It's like, what, how would it be different if I would have, you know, at that age, taking it serious and said, you know what, Dante, yeah. get your shit together. And, you know, cause I was going to school. I was going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working full time. I was going to school part time and I was partying like both full and part time. So, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the equivalent of that is, but I was partying, I'd be up to four in the morning. Then uh, I go home, go to sleep for two hours, wake up, go to work, uh, leave work, go to class, leave class, go get trashed, go pass out and then wake up and do it all again. And I laugh about it now looking back on it, but there's also times where I feel horrible about it. Cause it's like, you know, you had yeah. so much potential and you were, you know, just kind of fucked off with it. And, you know, here you are and my life's not terrible. I, I enjoy my life. Um, but you know, there are times where I just think, "What if?" So yeah, living life lavish. To be honest, you've got a very good Instagram page going. You've got a podcast going, and the contrast between you back then and now is a big contrast. Something you should be proud of. To be honest, I feel like some of the things that I've stumbled into. Like I joke with um, on the previous podcast episode with Jits Bitch about kind of force gumping my way into a lot of this 
a lot of stuff I just it just happened. I wasn't looking. Like I had an Instagram page. It was my personal page, Dante two eight seven. And you know, I would post some jujitsu stuff, uh, but mostly memes, just silly memes, like just off the wall videos that were like, I don't know if you know some of those videos should have been posted. And a teammate of mine approached me because I was following his account and I didn't realize it was my teammate's account. And he asked me if I would run BJJ wiki's website and Facebook page. I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, You mind if I do an Instagram, I just feel better on that platform than the other platforms. He was like, yeah, do what you want. And I started BJJ wiki on Instagram and somehow, some way it picked up. I don't know. People just started following it. I think the wiki at the end made people think, oh, this guy knows stuff. I don't know nothing. Um, I But I do know how to find the stuff for people to know stuff. And, you know, with that, it just kind of all worked out. And it's fun. It's fun. I, I oftentimes yeah. feel like uh, 10 years ago, two of my best friends passed away. They're both brothers. Uh, they passed away three months mm-hmm. from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One passed away. He uh, got into a car accident and the injuries were just too tough for him to recover from. And then the other was his younger brother who um, I'm going to be honest. I never wanted to find out what was the cause of his death because I fear what it might be. And I don't want to believe it Uh, because I spoke to the dude the same night that he died. And we're watching, uh, well, I was watching UFC one, uh, 121, I believe, or 120, yeah, 121 it was Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. And I called my buddy and I was like, Hey, man, you want to come over and watch the fights? He, he was a Brock Lesnar fan, and he was like, uh, I don't know, man, I don't really feel too well, I'm not you know, I just don't feel good, I'm kind of tired. So I was like, All right, well, I was gonna tell him to come, come over and crash on the couch, um. Yeah. But then in the kind of in the middle of that sentence, I was like, he's a wild sleeper. He's going to crash on my couch and kick something over. And I don't need my shit getting kicked over. So I was like, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to record the fight. Why don't you come over tomorrow and we'll watch the fights? Mm-hmm. So we hang up. The main event starts. Brock gets starched in the first round. I call him back immediately. I was like, holy shit. Cain Velasquez beat that ass. And, you know, we, we talked for another hour and a half after that. So we had to been like close to two o'clock when we hung up the phone. And, you know, the next day I called him, no answer. I knew he had to work the next day. I was like, okay, maybe he's busy at work. He said he was tired. So he probably went home and crashed. Uh, I called him later on again, no answer, left him a voicemail. And then Monday morning, his mother, uh, she called me and uh, told me unfortunate news. And, I oftentimes, as much as I miss both of them, you know, I love Mm. those dudes. I oftentimes think to myself, had they not uh, passed away, would my life have gone? I know it wouldn't have gone this direction for sure. Um, Just because, I mean, they're just variables there. But I think about my wife and my marriage. Um, I've been been with my wife. Uh, for 21 years. Um, 
We, we haven't been married for 21 years. Um, yeah. we, like, I don't want to say how long we've been married because people are like, Jesus Christ, you've been together that long. It took you that long to get married. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> fuck y'all. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, we've been a couple for 21 years. And I oftentimes think just because I got in so much trouble with those guys, it's like, I don't know that my relationship would have survived just because of all yeah. the trouble I got into with those guys. Um, and that being what it is, I probably wouldn't have my daughter who I love very much as, you know, much as she's a, a, a little pain in the butt. Um, I, I love that kid to pieces. And then, you know, doing jujitsu, that's a world I can't yeah. imagine that I would have stepped into if those guys were still in my life. Um, and then that leads then to BJJ Wiki and Instagram and and now this podcast. And as much as I love those guys and I miss them, I can't imagine my life being any different, obviously, because this is the life that I'm living. Yeah. Um, but I've had some I've had several dark moments um, after their passing, which is what yeah. put me in therapy um, shortly after. And I'd still go to that therapist, you know, 10 years later. Um, to this day, which it's very helpful. Uh, I've actually kind of cut my visits down. It used to be every week. Then it went to every other week. Now I'm down to um, once a month. So although after this past month, I'm wondering if I might go back to twice a month, but you know, we just don't know. And I I go in to see her on the 5th of May, which I think this comes out that same week. So I get to go see my therapist in two days for those that are listening on that Monday. Um, But I'll, I'll, you know, discuss with her what's the next step if we're going to go back to twice a month. But I I know a big part of, you know, the help. And again, I just can't stress this enough is your page, is your account. Just the, you know, the post that you put up, it helps, you know, um, again, we have a mutual friend um, that, you know, we mentioned before recording, you know, it, it's, I think, you know, your posts help her as well. So you're doing, you, you know, you're doing amazing work out there and just can't thank you enough for that. So it is, yeah. man. it's not just my account. There's so many other accounts, especially that I follow. Um, if you like go on my page, you will see the accounts I follow that they're doing the same thing. They're talking about different stuff. I follow this uh, one page. It's actually one of my um, old uh, secondary school teacher's daughter's page, and it's called Transform, uh, Transforming Trauma. And their their page specifically talks about trauma, how to live with it, because it's something that they've been through. And I feel like that's like a very like overlooked like disorder, like illness, like PTSD, and you know, living through trauma as well, because like. There's, there'll be that moment where something in your life that happens that just you never expect. And then there'll be little moments where that thing comes back into your head or there might be little triggers that can make you remember those things. Like I've definitely experienced that. I don't know about you, where I would hear something randomly or see something randomly and it would just make me remember of like those dark times. And like seeing pages like that, it really motivated me as well. And I feel like... Um, a lot more people should be looking at these mental health pages because they post quotes that make you aware of different things. So yeah, definitely. And another thing I like to touch upon as well is um, you were talking about your two friends and how like you don't see in where you are being where you are now, if that didn't happen. 
and like with people who reach out to me and I've had like one or two people who talk about like um, someone significant passing away in their life. I remember this uh, one person talked about how their dad passed away and they're struggling to cope with it. And I think something that's very important that people need to have in their mind is that um, they need to think about being the other person shoe in a way. So for example, I'd, I'll tell them, be like, if that person was in your situation, what would you tell them? And they'll be to me, they'll tell me, oh, I'll tell them to stop crying. I'll tell them to look after yourself. I'll be like, well then, that is something that you need to do for yourself. And I'll be like, remember, they're watching over you and you want to make them proud, obviously. And I feel like that's something people need to know when going through bereavement, that instead of uh, letting it drag you down, you need to use the bereavement to rise you back up, make that person proud. Pretend they're always still with you. Pretend they're telling you to carry on and do it, which is something that is very key in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, I notice I always repeat myself a lot. I've, whenever I do playbacks on editing, I, I catch myself saying, you're right. You're right. Or I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I need to fix that. I need to knock that shit off. No, so. I do the same as well. I've been repeating a lot. <laughs> In the way that I do it, I can't even edit it out because I say it so fast that it's hard to catch the first clip or the second clip. So it's like, eh, yeah. fuck it. I am who I am. Um, but yeah, I actually just went and found um, Transforming Trauma um, and just gave a follow. Um, I, I think a lot of these accounts are extremely important. It's just you can't you can't deny it. It's I, I think, but just not just that. I think, like I said, accounts like BJJ Mama, Student of BJJ, even uh, Danny Patrick BJJ. You know, with the yeah. madness that he posts it, it's still a lot of this stuff um it helps us i know you know for some it's an escape you know from the madness mm-hmm. going on out there but also yeah. for a lot of us it is like i said sometimes we need those inspirational words we need that pick me up we need to see you know like you know as as you're going through something and you just hit the right post at the right time, almost like the universe is talking to you. Um, yeah. Like with my buddy, we used to listen to Hall and Oates a lot. Um, it's a an old R and B duo um, here in the U.S. And there'd be plenty of nights we're sitting up drinking any kind of alcohol, <laughs> um, and we'll just sit around the dining room table at his mom's house at like two, three, four in the morning, just singing Hall of Notes, being obnoxious. Yeah. And, you know, I look back on it now, it's like, oh, those are fond memories. But when I think about it, now, I know his mom was pissed. She came out one night yelling at us. And then um, when he went to the bathroom, she goes like, Dante, can you make me a copy of that CD? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he was like yes, Miss Diana, I, I, I can. I, I actually never got around to it, but it's, yeah. you know, always uh, listening back to those moments and I have a hard time listening to Hall and Oates now. I, I do it in, you know, when I do, I get teary out, I get sad, but I also, yeah. you know, it, it reminds me, you know, of the good times that I had with that friend. Um, it just reminds me of, 
you know, having someone that like his older brother and I would, whenever we go out to the bar, we call each other cousins, but he and I would call each other brothers. Um, and you know, we, you know, just, it, it was always amazing getting the just experience, you know, just the, the, the madness that took place, whether we yeah. get lost in Baltimore, you know, or, you know, whatever other hijinks we can get into out there in the city, which I, mm. I I'm sure I'll do a podcast episode about that someday. Um, maybe on, um, I'm actually working on another project right now called Adios Pantalontes with the friends. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll tell some of those stories on there where on here, even though it's very casual and, you know, kind of like laid back, it, I still kind of take this a little serious. Whereas the other podcast is going to be more like, eh, let's just do dumb stuff and talk about dumb things. Mm-hmm. And like, Hey, remember that one time we set something on fire? Like, I'm glad I could say it here and not on off the mats. Um, <sighs> but, but yeah. Um, so when you're not, um, you know, posting inspirational stuff and, and studying for exams, what do you do for fun? Okay, so now that I'm currently living with my mates, we've been going out a lot. We play football. Football's a big thing for me. I grew up watching football. I'm a big Man United fan. Play FIFA a lot. Got Xbox. Um, go out with my friends a lot. Um, recently, thankfully, uh, gyms have reopened. And Good. I've had a bit of a slow start, I'll be honest, but I'm looking to try and go to the gym, improve myself even more. Because beginning of the year, I was weighing a lot. I was like 94 kg. Currently, I am now at 85, and I want to keep on making that progress. And hopefully, on my page, I can share my progress, and hopefully other people can look at it and be like, exercising is that good for you? Because it's definitely changed me a lot. And right now, I'm like, I'm a changed person, and it's the happiest I've felt in ages. So that's uh, a big thing. And another thing, when you were saying about like making a post and seeing it at the right time, that is something that I think about a lot because when I post, I'm hoping like at least that one person sees it and it can make a big difference. And I remember once, like, so when I was went through a bad breakup and obviously I had my talking with my sister, that same night I saw this one quote which like, completely changed my perspective on everything and the quote was which is on my website actually it's the main quote on my website it says um, there are two things that defined you your determination when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything so at that point I felt like I had nothing but obviously I spoke to my sisters and I saw that quote and I thought about it like okay I need to build this determination in me I need to show that I'm more determined to gain everything which i definitely have now and my and right now I feel like I have everything and I'm I feel like I'm expressing my attitude through that through my page really so that what I have how I feel and I feel how I feel right now mentally like I'm at my top and yeah I feel like that's something very important as well well that's you know again that kind of attitude you know and mentality you know it shows and I'm glad, I'm glad, like, you know, at this moment, this is the happiest you've, you know, you've ever been. That's good. Um, 
you know, it carries over and, you know, it, it oozes out. So, you know, good, good. Um, as far as, cause I don't know, I haven't done it in a while, but I know for me, I'm a big comic book fan. I'm not sure, you know, how it is over there on your end with comic books, movies more so than, than actual comic books. But hey, if you read the comics, good on you. Um, who's your favorite comic book character? I'm a big Marvel fan, I'll be honest. I, comics was a big thing for me when I was young, but recently not as much. I'm a big Marvel fan. Growing up, Spider-Man was a big thing to me. Nice. Recently, I've been really into Marvel, so I've been look, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've finished watching WandaVision. Nice. It's some great stuff Marvel are doing. The MCU timeline has started to feed in my opinion, but yeah, I've been looking forward to that. Obviously, I'm hyped for the next Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. Got the Doctor Strange from coming up. But my favorite is probably Spider-Man, I'll be honest. Close with Black Panther, mainly because it's when I watched went to watch it in the cinema, it was like an undefeated experience. I felt like I was watching an amazing movie, especially about like it wasn't just like a Marvel film, it was bigger than that as well. Like obviously the black community coming together, producing one of the most successful Marvel films in history as well. That was like another big thing, but and obviously Chadwick Boseman uh, passing away was it hit me as well differently. Such a big inspirational guy passing away like that, and he made the Black Panther character very iconic in my opinion as well for many different reasons. So yeah, I think Spider Man's up there, Black Panther's up there as well for me. Spider Man was always one of the books that I read a lot of as a kid. I, I was a big yeah. X Men fan. And Spider-Man, those were the two my two titles. As a kid, well, they both had a bunch of titles. Like X Men had X Men, X Factor, Uncanny X Men, X Force, uh, New Mutants before X Force, Wolverine. You know all those books. I would buy them every month. And then Spider-Man had Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Spider-Man. It it just all these things was like. Eventually, comics got too expensive, and I was like, okay, I need a new hobby. Um, because you're taking too much of my money, to, and I just couldn't get away from it. And, and now that the movies are out, now I'm back. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Um, I always found Spider-Man relatable on on some levels. Uh, and then X-Men, just all of the X-Men yeah. were relatable. Just uh, yeah. as a teenager, especially just like being, I, I was that odd teenager. And the X-Men were the odd team. So I was always yeah. like, yeah, I like these guys. They're weird like me. And, you know, now it's like, well, I embrace my weirdness. Whereas when I was a kid, I was like, I don't like being weird. I'm like, dude, like, I want to be as weird as possible. I get into the room. It's like, I want to make it weird for everyone. Go be and, unique. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, def- definitely. Uh, well, my daughter, especially. My daughter. Yeah. I saw a video on Instagram of a little girl um, boxing and she looked really serious. And I thought to myself, yeah. I was like, I couldn't picture my daughter being that serious just because she's such a character. Like she's always doing something to get a laugh and you know, good. I love that. I, I love that she is a character. And I, I think her yeah, being a character yeah. and, and kind of showing that it, it's something I wasn't able to do as a kid just because in the eighties as a kid, your children were to be seen and not heard. So, you know, we, we didn't have like those little personalities that could shine. Um, now my daughter's like, 
you like you enter the room, you know she's there because she's gonna yeah. make, make it known. Um, like she sees the neighbors outside, she yells, "Hey neighbor, how you doing today?" <laughs> it's like you, you know you're four, like, but you know people they you know they embrace it. They say, "Okay, you know, you know she's harmless. She's a nice little kid." Yeah, but kids are but, definitely a big part of everyone's life, in my opinion. Like I have a friend, same age as me, and um, he's had he's had a kid uh, in September last year. Obviously, that's a big step for someone my age becoming a father. But I've seen that how a big it's step for someone my life. age. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've seen how it's changed his life and how much happier he is, and I. Adore this child as well. Her name is Nevaeh. She's so cute. Just seeing that, and I have so both my sisters have kids as well. So since I was seven, I've been an uncle. I have three ne- nephews and two nieces, and watching them grow up, and being a, and then being a part of your life is always a big difference to your life. And they're another reason why what motivates me to do better. You've got to be like a good role model to them. You've got to show them what life is about and they're a big motivation in my life as well and i hope hopefully for many other people as well there'd be a big motivation i always think uncles uncles and aunts are cool because <laughs> <laughs> uncles and aunts can get you in trouble but you don't get in trouble because exactly. it's the uncle and aunt um my younger brother had kids before i did so but they live up in michigan so they're several hours away from from where i live so i never really got to see my nieces Mm -hmm. but that was always things like look if i get to hang out with my nieces and nephew like i'm gonna spoil them i'm give them all the candy then i'm gonna send them home like hey here are your kids yeah i know i gave them a bag of sugar to eat and they're bouncing off the walls (laughs) i know but it's okay it's okay put them to bed it's fine like so now whenever people around my kids, I'm like, hey, don't give my kid nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know what I would do. So I don't want you doing that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't need that that negativity in my life. Um, so, yeah, but but yeah, it's just way off topic from Spider-Man. But yeah, um, Spider-Man and <laughs> <laughs> circling. Yeah, Spider-Man is one of those characters I think is universally just beloved by many. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, there are people that love Batman, that hate Batman. They love Superman. They hate Superman. I don't hear a lot of people that hate Spider Man. Like many no, people, are like, it's probably the biggest one to be honest. I'll be honest. Yeah, and I was a big DC fan, but I feel like recently the level of Batman Superman has decreased a little bit, mainly because of the films and stuff. But yeah, I, I always feel like with DC, not too many people hate Wonder Woman either. Like mm-hmm. I, I've I've not heard a negative thing about Wonder Woman. Um I don't hear negativity about Spider Man. No, yeah. I've heard a lot of negative things about the second one Wonder Woman film, to be honest. Oh well I mean let's we're not talking about the film. We're just talking about the character. <laughs> no, that film was trash. Okay. Um, I thankfully I didn't see it. So well yeah. sadly enough, I know I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I buy it, I know I'm going to say to myself, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And now you just buy movies to buy them. Because um, funny enough, as, as much as the recent run of DC films have kind of made me sad, I still buy them for some reason. And it's like, 
Eh, you know, now, you know, am I a collector? Maybe. I don't know. Like I have them in the collection just in case one day, you know, the digital world like just dies out. We don't have like streaming anymore. I have all these horrible DC movies on, on a DVD to share with my kid. Like back in my day, (laughs) we had VHS. (laughs) Now we got DVDs and Blu-rays. It's like, okay, dad. (laughs) Like we had this one Batman movie called Batman and Robin. <laughs> he had nipples. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> all right, Raj. Um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap up here because I know it's crazy late on your end. Um, I said to myself, I was like, I'm gonna try to wrap it up at ten o'clock my time, which your time is like three. So yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, wrap up here and thank you for doing this, especially at, at the hour that you're doing it over on, on you know, right. on your it's, side it's of the, the, um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, put your, you know, your info in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to plug or, um, shout out in, you know, any um, other ways to contact you and, you know, follow? Well, yeah, I guess I'll say check out my page, Open Talk. Hopefully, I can motivate at least one of you who's hearing this. And um, the whole aim of my page is for people not to suffer in silence. Like I said, I'm not a professional, I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a student with a vision. And I'm hoping I can, if you reach out to me, I can get you to the right help. And I want to give a big shout out to my friends. They know who they are if they listen to this my family and my sisters because if it wasn't for them to i would not be on this podcast simply uh, talking about my experience so thank you to them and a special shout out to someone else who's probably listening as well they know who they are if they're listening because they have motivated me and helped me with my page a lot and without all these people i would not be here talking about this and i'm hoping everyone else can appreciate people like that in their life and yeah don't suffer in silence talk about your mental health and i hope everyone comes out talking sharing their experience one day hopefully well thank you for that and you know again thank you to those that inspired you and kept you going because without that we wouldn't have um, your inspiration. So thank you from, you know, me as well. Um, and for all my listeners, thank you. You know, you guys, you know, you keep listening. I keep making this and that's, that's why I keep doing it. So thank you. Um, everyone, I greatly appreciate it. Make sure, um, I've mentioned, you know, a few, few of my, um, you know, follows in here, that I always like to suggest, you know, make sure you guys are out there following student of BJJ. Um, he's got some great memes, great technique videos. He's working on a project. I know I keep saying this, I've been saying this for months and he's getting closer and closer to launch. So, you know, stay tuned. It's coming. It's going to be awesome. Um, also check out BJJ mama. Um, you know, a recent guest on here, uh, uh, uh you know, actually, actually she's, uh, kind of a frequent guest on the show. She's been on the show more than anyone else. So, um, you know, check her out on Instagram as well. And um, if you go over to flexpromills.com and use her promo code BJJMama20, 
you'll uh, save yourself some money and get some good meals. They're delicious. I'm actually going to go heat one up after I get done here because mm-hmm. I'm starving. I've been, I've been, I didn't eat for the last three days because I've just been sick, probably like constipated. I think I don't know. Then I think I pooped a bunch. <laughs> Not going to edit that out. <laughs> um, th- that's that's how I lose listeners. <laughs> um, and then also, um, you know. Make sure you're checking out the Deep Half podcast. Uh, it's uh, hosted by Danny Patrick, BJJ. My BJJ is okay. And Jits Bitch on uh, Instagram. Make sure you guys are checking that out. But um, otherwise, um, you know, thanks. Thanks again. And also, yeah, I got merchandise now. Um, so buy yourself a mug. Drink some wine out of it. Get a sweatshirt. I think I just did some sh- sweatshirts the other night. Uh, some t-shirts to BJJ, BJJ Wiki, um, off the mats, all that jazz. Um, go buy a shirt. Be nice to me. Don't and you know if they suck, tell me. Like I need to know so I don't make them anymore. But if they're cool, cool. Let me know that too. Get one. But um, otherwise, thank you everyone. Um, love you all to death. Y'all keep listening. I'm gonna keep making these. Goodbye. They publish it. Now let me see his song.